You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. And welcome to the rewrap for Wednesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hoskin Breakfast on News Talk ZB and a Cilia package. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, uh, petrol prices. Uh, well, yeah, they really blew the lid off that um, price fixing scandal there, didn't they? And we're all the better for it. Uh, uh, Ashley Bloomfield uh, has become a podcaster. And uh, we've got some Twitter changes to inform you about, which Mike's all over. Don't worry about it. He's all over it. But first up, if you're seeing um, teachers on street corners today, it's because they're not at school, obviously. Given what we learned and started talking about last week around education, remember all that, the teachers who will strike today are running a very risky strategy, I would have thought, and thinking that they will get a lot of support. So what the Nats announced, just to remind you, was, of course, for primary schools. This week, it's secondary teachers who were striking. They add to the strike that we saw the previous week, where 50,000 went out on a mixture of better pay and better resources. Now, this is where things get murky, and where, in all reality, nothing actually gets solved. Because no one argues with the fact that it's hard work being a teacher, so that's where the sympathy lies, of course. No one argues that teachers don't get paid a lot. But what we avoid is the fact there are solutions, it's just the unions don't want them. Also, let it not be forgotten that the pay thereafter is inflation-based. One, a critical economic mistake given it is inflationary, and two, not remotely linked in any way to kids' education or the quality of it. But what we're learning, and it came out of last week's kids' poverty stats as well as that education policy announcement of the Nats, this government has spent a fortune, billions upon billions of dollars in both areas. In education, the bill is now well over $16 billion. It is up over $5 billion since the government arrived in 2017. Where's it all gone? Where's the improvement? Why, when all the unions ever ask for is money, they get the money. And one, we don't see the improvement. And two, all they do once they've got the money is ask for more money. It is true to say the sickly state of our schools is multifaceted. Of course it is. But we are having a never-ending debate over the same things. And what we also can't argue about is our school system doesn't work well, doesn't achieve the results we want, doesn't achieve the results we once enjoyed. And although to some degree the teachers are meat in an ideological sandwich, many of them are actually willing participants in that ideology. It's hard to muster ongoing support for people who collectively aren't performing but keep asking for a better deal. The deal came many times over. The money has been spent. The question is, where are the results? So is Mike suggesting we should be paying them less? Is that what he's saying? We've tried paying them more. It hasn't worked. Maybe we should try paying them, take money off them unless they lift their game. Pretty, pretty revolutionary. Give it a crack, I suppose. Be radical. Um, now, uh, petrol prices. They um, yeah, they haven't exactly tumbled since uh, they were accused of, you know, all getting together and deciding to charge us more than they needed to. Small sense of satisfaction, I can report, for me, as the second quarterly monitoring report from the Commerce Commission came out on the petrol industry. Now, you remember the Commerce Commission in the petrol industry, we were being fleeced by them. So a market study was conducted, and for better or worse, nothing really came out of it. A little bit of loosening when it came to the access to the wholesale level, some signs put out on the street to advertise their high-octane prices. But the famous claim from then-Minister Chris Farfoy that we would save over 30 cents a litre was shown, of course, to be bollocks. It's sort of ironic if you think about it. Farfoy, 
and his claim have now left the building and he's off doing consulting work. And the PM who told us how fleeced we were getting, she's long gone as well, presumably about to resign next month, any day now, with news of her new ventures elsewhere. They come, they go, they make their claims, they are forgotten. Anyway, second report, and hold the front pages. You ready for the second report? The Commission has worked out that, you ready? You ready? The Commission has worked out that if you shop around, you can save money. I know. What a revelation. In Auckland, prices on 91 vary 22 cents. It's 29 cents for 95 and 98 and 31 cents for diesel. I seem to remember that's what I said before the study even started. There is no scandal. There is no fleecing. Price, by and large, is dependent on where you are, what day, what brand, what type, how far you're prepared to drive, and that's before you get to the apps that tell you where the bargains are anyway. In other words, anyone with a brain already had it worked out and what the government were calling for was never going to come to pass. By the way... One of the great upsets pre the study was places like Wellington seemed to pay more on average than anybody else. Well, this latest report tells us that Wellington pays more on average than anyone else. So that hasn't really changed, has it? The report concludes if you shop around, you can save up to $348 a year. And that, as they helpfully point out, all adds up. Yes, it does. Sort of like the money required to conduct market studies that lead nowhere. Petrol building supplies, supermarkets. You see the change? You're, seeing the sa- you're noticing the savings? You're monitoring the upheaval post the ComCom reports? Or is it business as usual? See, sometimes the so-called scam or fleecing is really only a politician looking for a bit of noise and a cheap headline. Now, as you'll uh, know, if you've been following this uh, with me carefully, I'm, I'm less concerned about the petrol prices and more concerned about the, the price of pet- petrol station pies. They seem to be exorbitantly expensive, um, and and they're certainly not getting cheaper either. Where's the inquiry into that? Uh, it's not just the petrol stations either. I bought a, a steak and blue cheese pie yesterday from a bakery, and it was six dollars. I know, I know. You're thinking, wow, look at money bags splashing it around on six dollar pies. Uh, the only redeeming thing about the situation is that it was an excellent pie. It was one of the best pies I've had in a long time. Best value pies? Dad's pies. They are a good value for money. Much cheaper. But apparently they are the people who supply the BP service stations, the Wild Bean Cafes with their pies. So I don't know what's going on. By the time it gets to the service station it's got a lot more expensive apparently. Um, get it, get, go to Silverdale. I don't care where you are in the country. Go to Silverdale and get it directly from Dad's Pies. Save yourself some cash. Cost yourself some extra in petrol, obviously. So you yeah, mm, haven't really thought that through. Move on, Glenn ZB. All right, here's Ashley Bloomfield, well-known podcaster. I'll play this little piece of a podcast that's uh, coming out on Monday by Dom Harvey, who has Runners Only as a podcast, and he's talking to Ashley Bloomfield and have a listen carefully to what he says here. This is Ashley Bloomfield talking to Dom Harvey. And the morning media round um, you know, was probably seven or eight, bang, 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 starting with Mike Hosking at five to seven. You've got to be awake for that. <laughs> you know, those mornings I'd be awake at three, but it'll be start to just preparing in your mind. Fantastic team behind me. And my, the media guys, they'd been at work at six, going through all of what was coming through on the stories, what Mike was talking about that morning, you know, what everyone was covering. So I'd be briefed ahead of those. reason I play you that is that's not news to me. Uh, it may be news to you. And it sort of ties in oddly with Chris Hipkins yesterday, who everyone seems to agree gave his worst performance by so far, it doesn't matter. Sorry, what was that? 
Yeah. <laughs> so whoever prepares Chris Hipkins need to be sacked or unless they are very good, but Chris Hipkins is ignoring them. So the message you need to understand is the government listens to this show from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. And they feed that information. They'll be doing it with Megan this morning. So if you're listening in the Beehive this morning, morning, everybody. Hope you're taking notes and you're warming Megan up for her appearance after 8 o'clock. That's how these people operate. I don't mind it. I'm fully aware of how it works. But at least Ashley was taking me seriously. At least he was getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And at least he turned up unlike, unlike some. Anyway, that podcast is out on Monday. Dom Harvey's Runners Only. Pretty sure it's not one of ours. It's on a rival media organisation's platform, that podcast. And yet... That wasn't the only time he talked about it this morning. Uh, just back to Ashley very briefly on this uh, Dom Harvey broadcast runners only. Here's what he... Uh, just listen to you. Do, do you get the impression he's sounding a bit too relaxed these days and he might be gilding the lily a bit? Mike was great because I sort of talk about, you know, people go, oh, how do you put up with it? But, you know, I'd ring, you'd call and I'd say, g'day, mate, how's it going? Okay, let's get into this. And we'd do our thing and he'd do his shock jock kind of questions and I'd, you know, play him a straight bat. And then at the end he'd say, thanks, mate, good as ever. And off we'd go. That is not true. <laughs> it's sort of true, but it's not the way he tells it. First well, of all, well, you're not a shock jock. Firstly, I'm not a shock jock. Second, I mean, I, I do, well, no, I'm shocked by you quite frequently. Not in the but way But I would he never means. call you a jock. I don't have a... What he's referring to, and he's gilded the lily a little bit, what he refers to, and this is why I quite like him despite it all, is one, he showed up. Two, he kept showing up. Three, he put some energy and effort into it. And he defended his corner, and I gave him a hard time on some weeks. But... There was mutual respect there, and we were always cordial with each other. A lot of those interviews, as you probably worked out, were pre-recorded. So we were always cordial with each other. We were always professional with each other, and as a result of that, there was mutual respect for each other. And, and, he, and he didn't take it personally. That's the point, personal. is it? And that's why uh, he, he he is seen uh, by many, including myself, as being slightly more professional than you might see other people who ran for the hills. And that's the key to all of this. None of this is ever personal. I don't like, dislike anybody. I'm not in the business of liking and disliking people. I'm in the business of doing my job, and so was he. And that's why we got on together. Ashley Bloomfield. Yeah, good lesson there. I think the world would be a better place if we all just tried to like each other a bit more instead of finding reasons not to like each other. Sounds a bit woo-woo, Glenn ZB. Um, I Twitter is to blame, obviously, for a lot of the angst, I think. Just as well as dying a death. Sorry, I didn't mean to mean mean Twitter. Update from Elon Musk for you this morning from April 15. Only verified subscribers will have posts recommended to other users or be allowed to vote in polls. So posts from non-paying accounts will not be included in the For You stream. You're paying, well, this is internationally. They claim seven US dollars a month for blue tick. What do we pay here? Do we know how much you pay here for a blue tick? Does anyone know? No one knows. Just they were saying to the boss before this whole digital. Yeah, your blue. I think your blue tick's going to go away uh, on Saturday. Good, April April one. Good. I silliest so, idea. So so you won't be officially you anymore. That's good because the reason I'm on. Am I still on Twitter? I I must be because I haven't got off it. Fourteen dollars NZ is what you pay. I got on Twitter because a woman who used to work here and no longer works there. She went to stuff. I rest my case. And that's why you got on Twitter to no, bitch she about said, her. She said she said quote unquote Hosk. Osk, this is the way of the future. And I immediately, I said, I doubt it. 
But she goes, no, I'll set you up, I'll set you up, I'll set you up. And so I haven't tweeted since 2015 or 16, something like that. And I very There's a lot of people who think you're dead. Well, that's okay. I'm, I'm cool with it. But um, anyway, where was and I? And as of Saturday, you'll be unverified. Well, that's good. Dead. I'm happy to, be un- happy to be unverified. I mean, to be honest, I've worked with Mike for a long time now, and I'm still not convinced that it's really him in real life. People should have to have ticks in real life so you know that they're really them, don't you think? Stop being so silly, Glenn ZB, and stop podcasting. Okay, I will. And I'll start again tomorrow. I'll see you there. For more from News Talk ZB, listen live, on air, or online. And keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.